Hello and welcome to another episode of Grange TV. We have with us a very special guest, um, kickboxer and professional boxer, two times glory weight heavyweight championship challenger, three times winner of the heavyweight tournament, super combat Grand Prix champion, 2018 glory heavyweight Grand Prix runner-up, K1 veteran, Mr. Benjamin, the gentleman, Adigbuyi. How are you? Thank you. How are you? Fine. Thank you, man. Thank you. I'm awesome. Thank you so much for doing this. Um, appreciate it. I'm invited, and it's a pleasure. Thank you so much. And and for those people that don't know, I don't know if you know or not, but um, Benjamin is fighting now. He's going to be fighting Badahari on the seventh of November in Glory. So please watch that fight. Um, and even more special for him to be able to put some time aside from a training camp, only a few weeks out of a fight, to be able to do this podcast. Um, that's that's awesome. How are you feeling? How's the how's the training camp going? I'm feeling awesome. I'm uh, I think I'm feeling better than uh, than before. I never I, I never was so good prepared as now, and we still have uh, four weeks to go until the fight. Three weeks of hard training. Last week of uh, you know. So uh, yeah, I'm pretty confident. I feel good. I just. Uh, we train every day, two times a day. Sunday, relax. Confident, man. I'm confident. What are you doing different for this fight? Because you look, your face looks leaner. You you look different than other times that, that I've seen you. Yeah. Um, I had a very good diet, you know. I didn't want to lose weight, but we lost like two, three kilos. I'm 117 now. I was fighting before 119 kilograms, so uh, I'm eating more uh, clear. I'm uh, I'm on a strict diet, healthy diet. I want to be more. Uh, I to have more active weight, you know, more muscles than uh, fat, and uh, you know, pushing hard, a lot of kicks more than before. How does those two or three kilos difference affect you? Do you feel a big difference? Yes, man. Because yesterday I was in uh, some uh, uh, training. We did some uh, hill run, interval sprints. I, I, I was lighter, man. I, was, uh, I, I, I felt the power in the legs. I was lighter on, on the hill running. I feel better. I feel better. Even though uh, there are not many kilos, but I really feel lighter. When uh, I think it was for the second fight you had with Rico, which didn't go your way, but yeah. I remember you speaking about you guys feeling very, very good as well going into that fight. Like the preparation had been really good. Do you feel like that? You feel at that level? Or you feel like a different level completely? I think I'm I'm on a on a different level because since. Since I've uh, I've started training with Dennis Crowell and Rico, we already had a few years. You know, they have a different uh, kind of approaching uh, the training camp. Uh, they have uh, like the gym mindset is you can lose on points or because the 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 opponent is better, but you cannot lose because you didn't train hard enough. So. You will never lose because you get tired, man. You know, in 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 this gym. So, you you saw Rico's always uh, in the fifth round. It's like in the first round. 
So I've got this from uh, from Dennis Raul. So uh, yeah, it pretty uh, counts, you know. You you've you've fought Rico twice, and now you're training with him. And so yeah. these, these are the things. What are the things that made you go, okay, I want to train with this guy? Um, how did that work out? And now, can you elaborate a little bit on what you just touched on about how he, what you see in him that makes him the champion that he is today? Uh, a few years ago, when I when I uh, decided to to switch uh, gyms, you know, we had a, a friend, a common friend. We talked about. I was uh, planning to. I'm, I'm living in Romania, so I was planning to do uh, training, more trainings in Holland because you know Holland is the country of uh, kickboxing. So discussing with my friend, I was watching uh, other gyms. You know, I was watching even Mike's gym from where is Balhari now, Dennis Crowell, and uh, I thought. Uh, uh, this gym was, was suits me better, you know, because the kind of personality that they have can suit me better. So uh, we talked about the heat talk to Rico. Told you, um, yeah, they they really train hard, you know. They train hard. Uh, you can never lose a fight because you're not prepared. You can lose a fight because you made a mistake or uh, the opponent was better, but you never lo lose a fight because you get tired. Or uh, you cannot have more energy in the last round. So, as you get as you get older, because you're for a heavyweight, it's not old, but thirty five yeah, years old. But, yeah, it's still yeah. Yeah, uh, how how much of a difference has nutrition made? A lot, man. Because uh, the recovery, I really feel it. The recovery is not so fast anymore. You know, so. Uh, Let's say five years ago, every, and, uh, everything was different, really different, because I was training hard. I can even, uh, you know, drink a beer or go out and uh, stay until three, four o'clock in the morning. Nothing, no problem. But now getting older, I can feel uh, any any pain lo uh, lasts longer. And uh, I woke up uh, in the morning uh, more tired. So... Uh, Working with a nutritionist, I work with uh, one of the best nutritionists in Romania, Christian. Uh, it's really awesome because he uh, really changed my lifestyle. I'm, you know, when I go to the grocery, I'm not buying bullshit anymore. So I know everything. I know really everything. <laughs> um, I already worked like three, four years together. Because, because one of the things is you you started. There's a couple of things like, uh, that I've noticed with you. You started a little bit later in your kickboxing. Yeah, very late. Yeah. I had my first professional fight 26. So. Yeah, so, so but but then, but I also see sometimes with, with people that start a little bit later in, in combat sports, you, you have less fights, but you also have less damage. And I think sometimes when you get to the age of 33, 34, 35, if you haven't been damaged... Because sometimes guys at 30 have 200 fights and they're fucked. Yeah, they already, exactly, yeah. You know? This, yeah, it's an advantage for me. Yeah, so so how do you feel about that? Do you feel it's an advantage? Yeah, I really feel it's an advantage. I'm not tired. I'm not bored of fighting, you know, because I have friends. They fight since 15, 17 years old, 28, 30. They already like, I should get a... Uh, uh, retired man, you know, 
but I'm still uh, I'm still in. I still think I have a lot of things to prove. I still think that I even have a lot of things to learn. You know, I'm not 100% yet. So because I started late, I only 10 years kickboxing for real. So I still think I have a few more years to go and uh, reach the, the top levels. You, because well, I, I see that with like we, you see guys that are fighting the UFC or, or for guys that are fighting kickboxing. Yeah. Another thing that I think people forget when you see athletes is you still have a family, you still have a wife, you still have, and if sometimes when you're young, you don't have like your mind correct for your relationship with your partner, with your friends, with your family, yeah. and that affects you in the ring as well. But when you're a little bit older, you know who you want around you. You have the right person. You seem really happy with your family as well. Can you talk about how that affects your fighting, if at all? It's it's very. You know, this is one of the things I I, I always thought because people asking me how 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 you made it starting 26, but I'm telling them always like, man, I was already bored of all the uh, young kids stuff you know i and when i started 26 i already started to realize that i need to be serious i don't have time for other things anymore i better be serious uh train hard stay home with my girlfriend i didn't have the kid then now i have the family so i think for for a professional athlete high level athlete it's a better thing uh, being a family family guy, you know, because it uh, makes you uh, stay in balance, you know, with everything. So, you, you speak about your family, and they're obviously a very strong point. But you're training yeah. in you're training in Holland at the moment, and they are back in Romania, so you're not seeing them. That's what you're telling me yeah. off air. Can you speak to that? Uh, normally, normally I. Uh, I train in Holland, but every two weeks I go uh, I go home to see my family. I, for example, if the COVID situation was not so hard now, I would probably be one two weeks here, one week home, two weeks here, one week home for training camp. The rest I'm still training in Romania. I have a second trainer from the same gym. He's a Romanian, but he's still super pro team. So we're training home and uh, only when we have uh, training camps and we have important fights, I'm coming in Holland. But now it's really hard, man, because I'm already three or four weeks in Holland and uh, I, cannot, <laughs> I cannot travel, you know. So, yeah, this time it's a little sacrifice that I need to make. Um, be away from home and for the family and uh, we talk every day on the telephone I FaceTime my kids so but it, it will be so hard especially during like training is okay when you're training and you're busy but at night when you go home at the end of the day and you haven't got your family there <laughs> fuck that would be hard yeah that's hard that's hard <laughs> That's hard because before, when uh, when my son was younger, he didn't start school and kindergarten. You know, we we always like uh, I was rent. I 
I rent something here, like an apartment or something, and uh, sometimes they travel with me, you know, together. I'm, I have them next to me. But now my son is five years old. He started kindergarten. He need to go to school, and uh, it's hard to keep him here for three, four weeks, five weeks with me. Sex so depends on how long is the training camp, you know. So uh, things are a little bit different. What what things are you doing for uh, Badahari specifically? Well, you don't have to tell us the uh, secrets what you're going to do. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I don't work for Badahari, but I I just yeah. What, what 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 do you see? How do you see yourself? He you and he matching up? Uh, we we really focus on my mistakes, not on his mistakes, and. Uh, trying to uh, to improve my game because but the hard we know him he's a strong fighter he's explosive he have a he has a good eye you know but he also have uh, he also has um, a lot of mistakes you know he's breakable he can quit we all know he can quit he quit two three times before and two three times now and uh, I'm just trying to be tough to myself. I'm just trying to be, um, let's say, best shape of, shape of my life, you know? So. You you have Rico, he's fought Badahari twice, if I'm not mistaken, and you yes. fought Rico twice. How much insight yeah. are you getting from Rico in regards to Beta? A lot, a lot, because he's really a nice guy. Even though maybe we can, we should fight next if I'm winning. He's still learning tricks. He's learning me what he felt in the fight with Bad Harvey. He's uh, learning me a lot of things, you know. Because in the last fight, he got uh, he got knocked down twice, and uh, he's trying to let me know what mistakes did he made, so I'm not making them. You know, I I. I should not make them. So, yeah, he really helps a lot. Would, would, is it hard for you to fight a friend? Are you and Rico friends now, would you say? Uh, let's say, yeah, we are friends. But I think it's hard because it's different, you know. You we already train for like three or four years together. We sport together. We know each other. Uh, his trainer is my trainer. We are friends. But, uh, you know, it's a professional fight, sport, it's a professional sport, and uh, if the fight will come, we will just, you know, leave it in the ring. And uh, I think uh, he's thinking the same, you know, after the fight finish, friends again, maybe train together again, and I win, uh, he wins, doesn't matter. I, definitely I want to win, but yeah, he's of course. the same. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever fought a friend yeah. before? A no, close I friend? think it's the first time. It's the first time. Do you think it'll be hard to turn the switch? Like, you know, you go in there to kill. Is it hard for you to switch if you have that relationship, do you think? I don't think so. I don't think so. Because even uh, when you step into the ring with normal fights, you know, and you have uh, emotions, and you're like, you know, when the bell rings, you know, 
everything is gone and uh, you just uh, you have to focus on you know destroying the opponent and after the fight friends again and yeah it's a di it's a different thing inside the ring can you tell us what happens then who who is benjamin on fight day so you you wake up in the morning what who is he what happens have you already turned the switch or what happens no man talk us through the day huh if you can talk us through that day like get yeah, up in yeah. the morning I'm like uh, everything starts already one night before when i go to sleep <laughs> when i uh, when i'm when i lay in the bed you know i already start thinking and thinking and uh, uh, a lot of images from from I, I i'm trying to focalize the fight you know i'm putting myself in different situations through the fight and uh, trying to get out better from the situations you know so uh the second day you know i already wake up and it's fight day i'm always trying to be relaxed not uh, uh not talk on the phone too much not uh, too much uh social media because anything distracts you know eat good sleep a little bit i normally don't sleep uh, midday but uh, fight day i'm trying to lay, even if i'm not sleeping like say one two hours in the bed with eyes closed focusing and trying to relax you know then uh, i i'm trying to eat some carbs again uh, let's say it fights uh, eight nine o'clock Three o'clock, I'm trying to eat something, some carbs, last meal. And then let's say five o'clock, the boss comes and we need to go to the venue. Doctor check. You already here, you're like, boom, focused on the fight, everything. And then it's, it's an intense day. It's a nice day. And then, and then what happens? Do they wrap your hands and like, what, what starts to happen in your head? What's happening in Benjamin's head right now? They're wrapping your hands, You, the commission's there, they wrapped your hands, you know it's coming, you can hear the crowd, what's going yeah. on in your in your mind? I'm, uh, I'm thinking a lot of things, man, but I, I, normally, uh, because everybody has emotion and uh, I'm trying to, I, I'm trying to listen to, to music, you know, listen to a lot of music and uh, don't think about uh, the bad things that everybody thinks, you know, like... I don't have to do this. Uh, I don't have to disappoint people, friends, fans, and you know you don't have to think about these things because does it come into your head? Yeah, sometimes yeah, sometimes yeah. That's why I put some music and like fuck up. <laughs> I don't want to to think about bad things. I only want to think about the uh, the good ones, and uh, you know I'm just uh, enjoying the moment because we train like seven, eight, nine weeks for that night for 10 minutes 15 minutes how long is the fight so uh, we have to enjoy that moment you know and enjoy the victory and think about uh, all the beneficial that uh, the, the the wins brings to you you know do you so so now you've wrapped your hands you listen to your music then i, I don't know because I've, I've been with with fighters in the ufc so i've been in the in the back yeah. with them but I've never been with, with glory or kickboxing fighters or anything. Yeah. So what happens is someone come in and say, Benjamin, five minutes or 10 minutes, 
and then you you know is that what happens yeah it's like no it's like uh, every time you wrap your hands at a certain point moment you know let's say 30 minutes before the fight the commission they ask you to uh, put the gloves on tape the gloves that's when anything is like started you know because they need to sign them they need to sign your gloves and uh, no <laughs> no turning back from them so <laughs> then and it's like boom okay we have 10 15 20 minutes it's on i'm already agitated i want to go in i'm waiting i'm looking the screen i'm asking uh, how many fights uh, still until uh, my next fight you know so uh, i'm already in a focus mode then uh, you warm up with your trainer you do some warning pads you know like hard pads to blow up your your engine and uh, be prepared for uh, for the fight then uh, another five minutes and like you said somebody from the commission is like benjamin your next five minutes <sighs> So uh, we are watching the venue from <laughs> from the back, you know, waiting for for the fight before us to finish and go in. Then I'm waiting for my entrance song to enjoy the moment, <laughs> and here we are. It's nice. Are you thinking when you're walking? Do you think of anything when you're walking down the the the? No, to, to... no, no, no. I'm just focusing, and I'm I'm really enjoying the moment. Sometimes uh, I listen to the music, my entrance music, and try to enjoy the moment, and uh, and that's it. I'm not thinking of, of, of nothing. Are you nervous? Do you, are you nervous now, or you're not? You're not nervous anymore by now. A little bit still, yeah. Because I really think if you're not nervous anymore, then something is not okay. Because you have to be nervous, but it's like. Uh, it's a constructive thing, you know, makes you better. Yeah. And, and then nervous makes you better. Yeah, absolutely. And then you get to the, you get to the ring, you step in the ring. Yeah. If you have to wait for your opponent. So if, if, if you're, if you got called out first, he's the, the A side, he's still coming yeah. out. What's going on in your mind while you're waiting? Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm just like, come on, man, let's do this, let's finish this. <laughs> come on, man. It's like, you know, a lot of times you're watching him, you already start thinking, okay, I'm going to beat you. I'm like, okay, yes. Then he's, and it, every time he steps into the ring, he will eye contact, you know. <laughs> you're trying to look like, okay, yeah, I'm here for you. And then yeah, you you sometimes trying to get into his head, you know. Like, in yeah, what way? I'm here, I'm not scared. Just by like I, yeah, eye contact. I'm not scared. I'm prepared. I'll beat you. It's like okay. Yeah. And then now you you, you guys are together. The referee says the final things. Yeah. You touch gloves, and you you're gonna start. Are you still nervous then, or is now is everything disappearing? No, everything. Yeah, yeah. After after the announcer uh, is done announcing the fights, and the referee brings you into the middle of the ring, anything is gone. Man. <laughs> no thoughts, nothing. Just me and him, and uh, 
sharp on what he is doing, what you have to do. Yeah, no emotions, anything. It's, I'm just focusing on how to win the fight. Simple. Now, I, I noticed that that you, as you as your careers progressed, you had you you have you have excellent kicks, but you had very like you had a lot of uh, boxing, a lot of boxing heavy kind of style. Yeah. In particular, in the Rico fight, you did really well with your hands as well. Did you box as a kid? Uh, I boxed a little, but not like maybe one year. Did you fight? Did you no. compete? No, 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 no. Just with some friends. Some A trainer was training me a little bit, but I didn't have any fight. Okay. Where, where does your style come from, do you think? Uh, I've, I've, uh, when I decided to start kickboxing, like professional, I moved to Bucharest for uh, a gym. The gym uh, was respect gym at that moment, and uh, the trainer was Alim Panaiti. And uh, he really uh, believed that I can be one of the best fighters even then, even if I was already 25 years old. So he really focused on me. And uh, we spent a lot of time on simple things like jab, one, two, low, not, not uh, hard combinations, simple combinations, but the perfect and the good technique. And I think uh, the style comes from from that gym, from from my first trainer. He really uh, has something, you know. Everything comes from him. Okay, so so you know, you started at twenty six. You started fighting properly. You, yeah. Did you play? Uh, I asked. I uh, Semi Short was on. My, I in, I did a podcast yeah. with Semi Short before, and I asked him the same thing. Why didn't you play basketball? I played basketball. To what level? Um, I, was, uh, I was supposed to, to, to play in a second division in Romania, but my mom uh, didn't agree. She didn't let me uh, because uh, I needed to move uh, to a big city. To, to do the high school, uh, the sport high school there. So uh, she was living in Italy and she preferred me to like live with her in Italy instead of going uh, to high school and start uh, really doing a professional uh, basketball for, for that uh, high school, you know. So I was good. I was okay. I was okay. But yeah. <laughs> um, do, do you ever think about would have been good to play basketball. Yeah, sometimes I'm, I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> when you when you're behind the curtain, you fuck. I should have played basketball. <laughs> well, more <was> easy. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Um. So you spoke about your mum. You said you 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 lived with your mum in Italy. Can you can you tell us about yeah. your parents? Because your 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 dad's a a dean at a university, is he not? Yeah. 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 Yes. And your your uh, mum is Romanian. So if you my mom is Romanian, yeah, my father's Nigerian. So uh, my father, he did uh, the university in Romania, 
this is how they met there in Romania, in Cluj-Napoca. Uh, small city is not really small, but center of, tra of Transylvania, where Dracula comes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they met there, they got married, they had me. Then uh, we uh, moved to Nigeria. I lived like six years in Nigeria. But uh, then they separated. My mom, she really wanted to to she she really wanted like for us to to uh, to be grown in uh, in europe you know because men african and european mentality really different so she really wanted us to be in romania and then uh, we moved like i think seven years in romania so i'm from seven or eight years i'm living in romania so so when you when you moved from so so you you were you were born in Romania. You moved to Nigeria. Could you speak Nigeria? Yeah. Could you speak the the native languages in in Nigeria? Man, I to I, I'm ashamed because every time I speak with my father and I speak with my Nigerian uh, uh, relatives, they sometimes ask me things. English I speak, you know, but uh, they ask me things in native uh, Yoruba because we came from Yoruba people. And I really forgot everything because 25 years old, I never spoke nobody, you know. I was uh, forced to learn Romanian because when we moved here, my sister, she was born in Nigeria. So my mom, when she brings, when she, when we came back to Romania, we lived with, with our uh, grandmother. She turned back to Nigeria for like one year or two years old two years, and uh, I was not speaking Romanian. My sister was not speaking Romanian. We we needed to, to start really fast speaking Romanian. In one year, I started school in Romania, so uh, I was only Romanian, Romanian. I really forgot. I was young. I, I, I don't know to speak the, 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 the native language. So you learned to speak. You stayed with your grandma, but you couldn't yeah. speak Romanian. And she obviously couldn't speak Nigerian. Exactly. So what, it was like Tarzan. Like, <laughs> how did you speak? <laughs> I don't know, man. We figured it out. But uh, yeah, I know in uh, one year and one and a half year, I started school, man. You know? So I was like, <laughs> kids, we get things very easy. We learn things very easy. So, And, and so it's, it's you and your sister and you... I'm going to have a guess here. I'm not. I've been to Romania. I've been to Bucharest. Oh, nice. It's beautiful. But I'm going to guess that in the town that you were in, there weren't a lot of half Nigerian kids. Wow. Uh, I was. <laughs> we lived in a small city near uh, uh, Alba Iulia. It's called Ayud. Small, really. Me and my sister, we were the only black kids in, in the city. Like, small city, like. 30,000 people, 40,000 people. We were the only black people in the city. Everybody was watching us like, wow. <laughs> did you experience uh, racism? Did, was, did you experience racism? Not really, not really. Because uh, let's say uh, between uh, when I was young and uh, the kids are not so smart and sometimes they are mean, but not really, really racism, you know? maybe some bad words on 
easy stuff, not really. But not like it's like not endemic racism like like that. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's that's fucking good. So, on, on top, like you yeah, damn yeah. it. But then you moved to Italy. Yeah. Do you speak Italian? I speak Italian. Yeah. So you speak Italian, English, and Romanian. Romanian. Yeah. Do you speak any other languages? No, that's it. Okay, so I'm trying to I'm trying to learn Dutch, but it's very difficult. <laughs> Dutch is hard, man. When I just I just hear him speak. Um, the the thing that because R- Romanian and Italian wouldn't it's uh, my mum and yeah, yeah they're, they're Latin language. My mum and dad are from Uruguay in South America. Okay. So I speak Spanish. When I hear people speak in Romanian, it's funny because it's like. They're about to start speaking Spanish, but they don't. Yeah, yeah, some, yeah, yeah. Some some words are like almost the same. Yeah. So so the Italian would be you, you're fluent in Italian. Yes. Yes. Okay. Now, what language do you think and dream in? Sorry. What language do you think and do you dream in? Like dream, you know, when you sleep and you dream. Yeah. What language? Romanian. Do you... Romanian. So you're Romanian, Romanian. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. No, that's so cool, man. That that always, um, that always, because my my daughter, my wife, my wife is Chinese Russian, right? Yeah. I'm not Chinese Russian. My daughter looks like my wife. It, oh, nice. It looks yeah better for her for sure. It looks like yeah, I kidnapped her. But uh, I look at her always, and I think like her face is is Asian. But she's growing yeah. up in Australia. Even if she speaks the languages, she will say, "Oh, I'm Australian." But if you look at her, you look, mate, you're from a Korean commercial. Like, you know what I mean? Happens to me even uh, now. Let's say I'm uh, pretty famous in Romania, but you still have people that they're not uh, fighting sports uh, fans, and sometimes happens to me that uh, people ask me things in English in Romania because because you know yeah, it's yeah. very obvious yeah 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 it, so happens to me even now after 20 years 30 years of living in Romania and uh, a lot of people know me from TV they recognize me you know but some people have they don't know me so still uh, they still ask me things in in English for example but but you when you when you're just there, you you think of yourself as a Romanian. As a Romanian. It's until like maybe you look in the mirror and you're like, oh yeah, I'm, I look different to them. But <laughs> but in yeah. your heart, like you'd be Romanian, I suppose. Hey, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I grew up there. Everything, everything that uh, all my memories are from there. You know, I'm I'm proud of my Nigerian background. I'm proud of my father. And uh, I think uh, a lot of my talent and uh, toughness and comes from uh, from him, you know, and from the the Nigerians because they are really uh, strong people. But yeah, I I I really uh, think of myself more Romanian than than anything else. Did your dad ever want you to um, follow in his footsteps as far as academia or what, yeah, what's his man. field? What's his field? Uh, sorry. What's his field? What's his expertise? He's a he's, he's a, um, 
he's polytechnic dean. Ah, okay. Like engineer, yeah, yeah. That's big in in, uh, in Nigeria. Yeah. It's big, eh? Because of the oil and you know. Is that right? Like yeah, exactly. So because of Nigeria is big with with the old business and everything. Even uh, a few years ago, he was still uh, trying to ask me to do to do the <laughs> the all. He he started on internet and he saw that uh, we have a small city close to Bucharest where I where I live now that they have very good university studying the oil and things and he still wanted me to become uh, some oil engineer or something to move to Nigeria <laughs> but yeah now you know now he gets used to we talk about fights he knows everything but he really wanted me to become something else you know and and your mom what did what does your mom do or did your mom do now she, Yeah, she she has a restaurant. She had the restaurant in uh, Italy, and uh, she was working there at the restaurant. So she owned a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. Italy. In Italy, yeah. But now they want to move back home because she's also living 20 years in in Italy. You know, because when we came back 90 something, 95, I think, or 90, 93, 92 was two three years after the communism. After Ceausescu in Romania, life was hard. <laughs> life was hard in Romania, so uh, she needed to uh, work uh, with two kids, no uh, husband. She really, uh, she really needed to go to Italy to work. She started working. So, oh yeah, because if so, you you would have returned, like you said, at, at, right at the fall of communism, back to. Because when when did when did the Soviet Union fall in ninety three was it ninety 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 okay nineties and and then I'm you... born in eighty five we we returned in ninety three like that right three years after communism yeah okay and and so yeah and so you you would have come you, so you lived that as well but would you were you too young to to live that that Yeah, I was really young. I didn't understand. You know, I have bigger friends. They really know how. Yeah, yeah. I'm just interested. Not, not even from a political. More like from a just. You know what I mean? The person's experience. Not. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I actually now want to wanted to ask you. You've um. Have you thought of? I, I know you've thought of about it because I've followed your career, but um, at one point you were talking about fighting in the UFC. Yeah, is that still on the cards for you? No, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not anymore. Not anymore. Why? Why not? I'm like, never say never. Because I have, uh, I really think um, the heavyweight division not so strong. I have uh, what? How? How? how Was the name? Uh, I fought the guy. He's in the UFC now. Two, two, yeah. two guys. You fought. Yeah. Justin Tuffer and um, Jairzinho Rosenstruck. Jairzinho Rosenstruck, yeah. yeah and Tuffer. You know Justin Tuffer? Yeah. Uh, I think I fought his uh, his brother. Uh, okay. The the heavyweight Tuffer. He's 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 in the UFC now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 And. Um, so, uh, For example, uh, Rosenstruck, he's top six in the UFC, you know. 
So I fought twice. I was young. First time he won. Second time I, I beat him very easy. And uh, let's say five years ago, I was in uh, Sweden training with Alexander Gustafsson. And uh, then I was really interested uh, maybe uh, uh, moving to the UFC and uh, do the switch, you know. Their trainer and uh, their manager were like, man, you, your stand-up is so good. You can, uh, you can do this, you know. You will be a star in the UFC and this and that. And I was start thinking, I really uh, started training a little bit of uh, ground game and some jiu-jitsu. But and after a few years, I was like, okay, man, I don't think this thing's for me. I really like stand-up more than, than uh, grappling and uh, jiu-jitsu and that stuff. And uh, I was more, I, I, then I said, better go to boxing then. then uh, yeah. No, uh, no sorry, then, yeah. The, the guy you fought was the brother, was toughest brother, wasn't it? Justin is in the UFC. You fought Junior. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but um, but uh, yeah, that the, the they they're having very good success at the moment. That's exactly yeah, exactly. So. But but you're now also undefeated as a heavyweight boxer with a four and a yeah. record. Yeah, yeah, I'm still undefeated. You you prefer so you prefer to go down that route? Are you gonna? Do you think you're gonna chase up the boxing more? I think so. Yeah, because I still. Uh, I still think when I have time, you know, I can still box a lot. And I still really uh, think, I, I, I also think the heavyweight division in boxing is weak. You have uh, 10 boxers that they are really good. The other ones are like really bad. And how natural is it for you to box? <laughs> Even in kickboxing, if you saw, I'm more into boxing than to kicking. So it's it's really natural for me. I have in Romania. I train with a lot of boxers. I train with Bogdan Dino. He fought uh, Kuba Pulev and uh, Baby Big Miller for the title. So I train with a lot of boxers. So it comes easy for me to box. You know, I like I like boxing a lot. And when you were when you were with Gustafsson's camp, were you there for any particular reason? Did he bring you in, or did you just want to go there and train? No, no, they bring us in for the Jimmy Wanwa fight. Ah, because, uh, yeah, yeah. He Jimmy Wanwa was a tough stand-up guy, tough kickboxer. So they asked me and uh, my colleague Andre Stoika. He's a light heavyweight. They asked us to uh, help them training a little bit, sparring and some kickboxing stuff, you know. So that was the, the main main reason that we were there. Realistically, like realistically in your head, yeah. When when you saw this, when you when you actually did do the grappling and everything, and you did, yeah. how how close were you to really going? I'll I'll, I'll fight in the in MMA. Seventy percent. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, 70%. Because when we spot, we let them also take us down. So my takedown defense was pretty good, you know. Yeah, the, the ground game was not so good, but my takedown defense was like, okay, I can do this. 
So I was like really um, 70% maybe we should start doing more MMA and start making the change because uh, MMA kind of like this future fighting sports, you know? But uh, yeah, kickboxing is for me, it's one of the best, one of the best in the world, you know? I think kickboxing is the best fighting sports in the world. And uh Especially that K1, the, the style that, that you guys fight in is so exciting and so, like, yeah. that, that, that type of, of kickboxing. What was K1 like? Because you fought in K1 too. I fought in K1. It was different, man, because the uh, audience was different. Uh, they, uh, they were used to do more tournaments, eight-man tournaments, four-man tournaments, you know? So... Yeah, now later days I've I've uh, I've done with with Glory also some tournaments, but fighting three times in a night is pretty hard, man. <laughs> <laughs> really hard. <laughs> you know, sometimes sometimes the fight uh, the fight uh, before you ends up first round knockout, you have like five minutes. You need to go in again, so it's really hard. Can Can you talk us through a day like uh, when when you're fighting? several times in one night okay what's that like because you did you was it the the innocente fight that you'd fought before and he hadn't was it that fight no no i fought uh glory is 62 i think the rotterdam tournament i fought uh some polish guy then i fought jaffa wilness and uh, jamal ben sadik in the final man Talk us through that if you could. Tell them because yeah. that no nobody there sounds like easy night. You know what I mean to yeah. fight Jafar Wilmers so, uh, and fight. Yeah, yeah. So, I was the seed one. I was the me and Jamal Bensadik. We were the the supposed guy that we we needed to be in the final, and we got into the final. <laughs> and uh, the first fight actually was supposed to be more easy. But the guy was tough, man. I was uh, my plan was to make him, to make him quit or knock him knock him out, like let's say first or second round. So uh, I, I'm not tired in the in the other fight, you know. But uh, the guy didn't want to, to quit, man. <laughs> I live. I <laughs> I was like, come on. He, I was out of energy already from the first fight because he was a tall guy. I think two meters also, hundred five kilos, hundred ten kilos. I hit him a few times in the liver, he go down, but I was like, come on, <laughs> don't get up, don't get up, you know, but he was like, okay, here we go again. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I my plan was to make, to make him quit or knock him out. But the guy has stayed for three rounds with me. And then uh, in the second fight, uh, from uh, another Polish guy and uh, Jaffa winning Jaffa already won. So my next fight was with Jaffa, but I was already injured, man. So this is one of the hardest things that happens in uh, in uh, tournaments. You get injured. I threw a low kick. I hit the knee and my ankle was already like like this. But I didn't want to quit, you know, because uh, my trainer was okay. Try to walk normal. Try to act normal. Don't let your uh, opponent see that <laughs> your your legs already hurt. You know, so I went in. I already fought Jafar two times, but I knew 
uh, Joff is like one of the toughest fight of the night in the tournament. We even did uh, a fight of the year the year in uh, in uh, glory was one tough i knocked him out in uh, the third round but after very hard three rounds and uh, going into the final already tired after six rounds injured with my leg like i cannot walk into the ring uh yeah i lost i lost but i was not focused my opponent really had uh, an easy way he fought uh, tafa he won in the first round, then uh, Guto Innocent. He ran away uh, three rounds from him. Uh, he was fresh in the final. I was exhausted, man. He, so, yeah, it was his night then, but it's hard, really hard. I, You know, there's people like, because I was talking to, when I was talking to Sammy, he was saying, like, he likes the, the tournament, you know what I mean? And I was thinking, like, I can't think of anything worse because especially kickboxing, even if you try and make it, you know, an easy fight, like you're kicking each other, yeah. shin, knees, like it's it's exactly. impossible. Like yeah. you, you know, unless you pay the guy, Sammy, you can't. Sammy is a legend. Sammy is a legend. He's a monster man. He's though he 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 don't get injured, so I think he likes tournament. He wins easy, <laughs> boom boom. Was like yeah, he's a different kind of. Fan of men, man. He's special. Who who are the people that? Oh, sorry. Did you do judo as well? I read somewhere that you did judo as a kid. A little bit, yeah. But yeah, like one year or something like that. One and a half year. So you just played around with with judo. I've did, yeah, exactly. I've did some karate, Shotokan, some judo, some basketball. Like I did even some football, like for half season. <laughs> Yeah, I was playing around, not really professional. But the the basketball, yes, you did. The basketball was serious, was... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, was well, more serious, exactly. Okay. All right, so so then in, in in now, like, just to wrap up, can you can you tell us then, after all, all this stuff, this, this, uh, 7th of November, you and Badahari, how's it going to happen? What's going to happen? Man, you know, I think it's one of the most important fights of my career. Even though I already fought two times for the title. But Harry has something around him. And uh, he's such a big legend. He created so many things. He has already, even though he's an active fighter, he has legacy in the behind everybody knows him he's one of the most famous kickboxers of all time we can say that so i think that's why it's one of the most important fights of my career uh even though in the rankings i'm number three he's number four i'm definitely not gonna be the the favorite he will be the favorite so uh yeah, I I just know I'm better, even though he's a legend. I know I'm a stronger fighter. I'm better. I can uh, I can uh, make him quit. I can make knock him out. 
So I can't wait to prove all the experts that <laughs> they think they know kickboxing and uh, they know uh, anything about fine sports. I want to prove them wrong and uh, make them uh, see what I'm capable of. Do you feel more or less pressure in the fact that he's the favorite, he's the he's the legend, etc., etc.? Do you feel more or less pressure? No, less pressure because every time I've been put in the situation to be the underdog, I already proved them wrong every time. Even since Super Combat days, when I started fighting big names, after uh, six fights, I was fighting Mladen Brestovac, he was a European champion, Waco champion, this and that. And uh, everybody was like, okay, Benny, nothing happens if you lose, but uh, yeah, blah, 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 I won. I even knocked him down. So every time I was, then I was put in front of uh, Pavel Zhuravlev, he just won legend tournament, 95 kilo. He beat Hezier, I guess, and uh, a lot of fighters, Kathleen and that and that. The same. Everybody was like, okay, Ben, nothing happens if you lose. He's a good fighter. I won. So even now, I know a lot of people are thinking like, okay, but the Hari will, uh, will knock this guy out. He's a legend, blah, blah, blah. But I'm 100% I will win. Um, I like the underdog. No pressure, no pressure. And uh, I know uh, the fight will be with no audience. Even more, no pressure, because he's the one that uh, always has millions of Moroccan fans and people are like crazy fanatics for him. So being there in a venue with no audience, my advantage, not his advantage. I think he's used to... Uh, uh, 20, 30, 30,000 people like bother hard for him and uh, it will be no pressure for me. How much How much of a, of an effect does the, the that crowd have on you? Like if you go there and, and say he had 15,000 yeah. Moroccans cheering him on, how much would that affect you, do you think? Or affect him or affect the fight? Or affect the referees or I, the judges? I, 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 the judges, I don't think so, but him and me, I think a little bit like, let's say, 5-10%, they give you some confidence. Uh, maybe he's a fighter that uh, he's uh, charging uh, from the audience, you know. And uh, if you're an emotional and nervous fighter, for example, me, you can, uh, you can start wrong uh, hearing uh, 20 people uh, cheering up for him, not for you, so... Yeah, sometimes it affects you. What's You're like, okay, I'm, I'm in his home, you know? And, and like uh, some soccer when you play uh, in his, you know? Yeah, you, you feel, so do you feel pressure if you, if you heard the, his, if you heard the, the crowd, but it's cheering for him? You feel pressure then? You feel more nervous? I think so, yeah, I think so. What's a judging like with with glory? What's a because the the reason I asked before was sometimes you're in a you're you're watching a fight, you know. Yeah. And let's say for example you're fighting I don't want to say a person but you're fighting person yeah. X in his city in his town, 
yeah. more like, and he throws a kick, and the kick doesn't matter where it lands. It can land on your arms, can land on your legs, and the crowd just, you know, cheers. Yeah, yeah. That's why I was asking, do you think that affects the judges versus you can kick the guy flush and the crowd doesn't cheer? Does it affect it? Depends on which organization you're fighting, you know? Because, like, big organizations like Glory, UFC, and uh, you have uh, Bellator and, I don't know, a lot of big organizations, they have uh, they have uh, professional judges, you know? And they still uh, count the fight uh, like like they should, you know. Uh, people should not uh, affect the fight. Like you know, some people come from white type background. Any low kick they throw, the train is like, hey, hey, hey. Yeah. yeah, this is not counting, man. You know, because the glory rules are like uh, uh, clean, clean punches and kicks. Uh, who uh, who's making pressure? Who's making damage? Who's scoring with uh, uh, some nice and uh, you know different techniques? You have to see these things in, when when you judge a fight, not uh, like you know. So I think big organizations have good judges, and uh, they really see the fight. Who's pressuring? Who's making the damage more important? Who's cleaning like? scoring clean punches and kicks but yeah it happened uh, when i was younger being uh, i don't know some uh, strange countries everybody knows in france if you don't knock out the guy you will lose <laughs> and all the things <laughs> so we all know yeah all right now awesome look thank you so much man for your time and and honestly for putting it out your four weeks to this fight um I think Badahari is a legend as well. I, I have massive, you know, huge fan. But I hope you win. I'm, I'll tell you the truth. I, I'm hoping you win. Especially, you, you know, much. meeting you like this. You are a gentleman, as your name suggests. And um, Thank you I do wish the very best for you. I hope you win. I hope health for both of you, of course. Um, yes. And thank you, man. Thank you so much for doing all the best for your family. I hope you get home safe and you see your family soon, man. Good luck, man. Thank Thanks you so much. Me. Thank you very much, and it was nice talking to you. Thank you, sir. Peace. 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 Take care.